welcome to the Rising Stars podcast. I am your host, Brianna Moriarty. Today, we have Ben Harrison, the Director of Marketing from Adme, on as our guest, and we are going to talk all things QR codes, online ordering, and what is happening in the hospitality space. So welcome, Ben. Thank you so much for joining us. Oh, it's great to be here. Thank you for inviting me. Absolutely. Can you start us off by telling us about Adme and how it got its start? Uh, sure. Um, well, Adme, uh, we actually started out um, as an event ticketing platform. Mm-hmm. Um, so we, uh, at the core of our event ticketing platform was an event, I mean, attendee networking uh, app. So we were all about trying to get people to be able to meet more people when they went to these events. And what we did is we used QR codes for our tickets and also for, for ways for people to scan and to add people to their networking um, uh, you know, list of contacts. Um, and so that's kind of how we got started with QR codes about five, six years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, and as things progressed with those events, we noticed a lot of our event hosts uh, wanted to sell things at the events, merch and some food and beverages sometimes and all that. Uh, and since uh, a few of us on our team had uh, previous experience in the point of sale industry, we, we started to develop a basic point of sale system. And then we quickly found um, that, that people liked our combination of, of including QR codes uh, with the point of sale. And so that's pretty much how we developed into what we have now, which is add me uh, point of sale and online ordering. That's awesome. I was going to say, when I started working with you guys, I knew you strictly as um, in a restaurant type of online ordering service. I didn't even know that you guys had that events platform. Um, mm-hmm. So what, you know, we, we're definitely going to talk about QR codes and that's something that's really um, kind of a focal point in your solution. So what made you decide that QR codes were kind of the solution for in-restaurant ordering and um, kind of QSR in that space? Was it strictly driven by COVID or were you guys kind of planning this before all of that happened? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, The truth is, um, since we had come from the events, you know, using the QR codes already, plus we knew that businesses in China had been using uh, QR codes for ordering like this uh, for a long time. Mm -hmm. Uh, And people over there are just, it's very common to to pay scanning and and using the QR code to to place an order. So um, we saw so much potential for ways uh, for for restaurant owners and whatnot to, improve their ordering um, by using that method. So okay. that's how that's how we kind of just kind of saw the opportunity. We didn't, um, there wasn't really anybody else around here to, to, to compare it to. Uh, we just kind of started off and see how it works. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, like you mentioned, QR codes are by no means a new thing. Um, there's something that, you know, STAR has been trying to utilize and, you know, find our space in that for a long time. But I think the U.S. was a little behind in adapting that and COVID really accelerated it, um, especially in a restaurant setting. You would go and scan the QR code for your menu. And, you know, at some restaurants, they would even have you order and do everything um, with the QR code. So why do you you think it took so long to catch on um, in the U.S. and especially in restaurants? Well, the first thing I can say um, uh, before I get to that is that um, it, it was it was really tricky bef- before the COVID and all that. Um, now everybody's used to this now, right? But back then um, it was it was hard. Every single time we had a QR code on a table, we had to have an, a full instructions on each one. 
you know, take out your smartphone, mm -hmm. open your camera app, point it at the QR code, uh, and then you'll see a menu and you can order. Um, so, you know, that, that was tricky back then because nobody had ever really seen it a lot before. And so it was, it's very expensive, actually, and it's hard to, to educate people on this kind of stuff. So um, in a way, um, it was really good that, um, you know, that kind of COVID kind of pushed this ahead and, and it helped us to not have to explain it to everybody. But another thing that happened was it kind of hurt us a little bit because other companies started catching up to us by adopting the same kind of methods. Sure. So, um, but why, why is it that it takes long for people to, um, to kind of adopt this technology? I think that's because um, in general, and maybe even specifically in the restaurant industry, you know, people don't, don't really want to change until their backs are against the wall. Mm -hmm. uh, until you really have to do something, a lot of times people just keep doing the way they've already got it set up. So I think that has a little bit to do with why um, it's taken so long or why it was taking so long. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think we saw that with a number of trends um, in the hospitality industry. And I was actually on a RSPA roundtable last week where we kind of talked about this. Um, restaurant owners are a little hesitant to change. Um, and especially, you know, in the U.S., we're one of the few countries where servers, restaurant servers are reliant on tips. And that's a really important job to have. Um, so implementing the QR codes, it probably made people worried that they were going to lose their jobs and, you know, employment was going to take a turn. But with the labor shortages that we're seeing now, mm -hmm. it can be extremely beneficial. Um, we so did see that. We, so our, the initial customers we had that, that tried it with the QR codes, mm -hmm. um, they actually never went back uh, ever since, you know, things started to uh, improve uh, around here anyways, where, where their um, restaurant is. Um, but uh, the, the, the very first customer that we, where we tried this QR code ordering out, uh, they actually uh, sold out uh, two hours early the first night. Wow. And so ever since then, they've, they've had higher sales. And, um, and to, to follow up on what you are just saying, um, what they found is that it wasn't so much that they, I mean, they could have less staff and they could do better with less staff. What they found was that the staff they did have uh, was able to spend more quality time with the customers. So instead of just running around with somebody's credit card and getting the sign this and do all this stuff, they're actually able to spend time and answer questions the customer had and give them better service. Absolutely. It definitely makes for a better experience. So that actually kind of brings me to my next, my next question for you. And that's, you know, how are QR codes and the ADME solution helping restaurants to improve their business? Mm -hmm. Sure. Uh, there's a lot of reasons. Uh, one, um, one thing is that you're now you're allowing customers to, uh, to browse your menu and pay at their own pace. So you're not tying up the staff with people just kind of, you know, looking at the menu and, and all that. Um, so it takes the same amount of staff to spend more time with the customers. Uh, you get you get more mileage out of, of out of the staff by you know letting people do it on their own at their own pace. Um, like I said before, they don't have to you know imagine you, you you're done eating you 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 take out your credit card you wait they bring over the bill then they take your credit card then they run over there and they come back and you just sign it and that's a lot of wasted time. Um, uh, also, people uh, some businesses benefit from line busting. Right. So when when um, in, in some business models, everybody shows up at the counter, everybody's trying to order all at the same time, a lot of congestion. And now people can potentially, you know, scan the, the code. They can order on their own uh, device. And um, and then also it, it also relieves some of that congestion after you place your order. People aren't just standing around the counter waiting. They can actually go and, and sit down somewhere and receive a text message uh, to come pick up their order at the counter when it's ready. So. 
really it, it opens up things, um, you know, for, for more orders to come through. Definitely. So outside of just the POS, the online ordering, the QR codes, Admi offers a lot of other solutions um, from data capture to email marketing, loyalty. So tell me more about these features that you guys offer and how they interact with the point of sale as a whole. Sure. Yeah. First thing is, uh, as far as the uh, customer data goes, uh, we always share uh, as much as we can. We, we don't store credit card information, um, but what we do share is things like, you know, you, uh, information about your customers. We want people to know about them, be able to reach out to them. So, you know, we share um, information like well, how many times has that customer been here? Uh, what do they order? What's their average spend? Uh, that kind of information is available on our system. And then what we what we provide as well um, uh, is a way to use that data. So we have a built-in email marketing platform. So you, somebody can go in there, they can see uh, all their customers, maybe that haven't visited them in the last two months, and they can send out a, an email to all those people and say, hey, we miss you. Um, maybe, the, maybe we have a new special we want to present or something like that. So we, we provide a way for not only to see that data, but to use it. Awesome. And tell me about how, you know, these other features like the email marketing and loyalty are impacting your customers today, how they're utilizing those features. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, one thing about us is, uh, you know, we're, we're, we're big on innovation and we try to find, uh, you know, more efficient, effective ways to do things and to automate um, repetitive tasks. Uh, one thing that we, that we put into place is our loyalty program. There's no app. Nobody has to download an app. Nobody has to sign up. Uh, for it. Uh, what happens is uh, as soon as you start making a purchase uh, from a business, your, uh, your customer information automatically has that uh, uh, information intact. So you can, um, you'll basically add on to your loyalty points as you go and you'll be uh, made aware of that. And at some point you'll be able to redeem those points. Uh, all this can happen without, you know, you as the customer having to do anything. That's awesome. It's always nice to have kind of a surprise like five dollars off or free whatever when you don't even know that you're signed up for the loyalty program yeah i know there's been times i didn't sign up for for other people's uh loyalty programs just because i didn't feel like going through all that but um it sure is nice when you get those rewards back absolutely um so you guys also advertise yourselves as a free all-in-one point of sale software so tell me about how that works i mean how do you guys make a profit if the solution is free to customers Right, so that's one of our one of our greatest uh, innovations, I, I think, is our business model. Um, what we do is we add a small system fee to each transaction. Mm -hmm. uh, we've been running this model for several years, and rarely have we heard any complaints at all. Um, I'm not sure if that's because people right now feel like they want to help restaurants, you know, uh, to be able to do better in, in, in this time, or if really it's just inconsequential the the small fee that gets added on. But essentially, what happens is. Um, if you if you think about it, so we only Admi only makes uh, any kind of a, a profit um, from our clients if when they sell something. Right. So if, if, if somebody doesn't sell anything, we don't make anything. So what that does, that business model says, you know, we only make money when our clients make money. So it's in our best interest uh, to make sure that all of our customers are set up as effectively as possible to make the most sales they can get. Mm -hmm. That means we're going to do better. And that means people like our resellers will also do better, you know, based on, on the success of our customers. Absolutely. That's a great business model to have. Um, so I want to, oh, sorry. Yeah. 
Oh, go ahead. I was just going to throw that on top. Um, it also frees up some money for some. So sometimes people, um, they maybe they're starting their business and a lot of times they forget about a point of sale up until <laughs> uh, very close to when they're going to open. Um, what this does is there's no money anybody needs up front. You don't have to pay a software license. You don't have to have a big, long contract and, and all kinds of expenses for all these extra features that some people charge for. With ours, they can get in. They can use it for free. If it's not working for them, there's really uh, no hard feelings with us. And they don't have to uh, be out all kinds of money when they break their contract, as what does happen with some other uh, companies. That's awesome. Well, we're just going to take a really quick break to talk about STAR's TSP-654 SK printer. Rethink label printing with STAR Micronics TSP-654-2 SK. This thermal sticky printer is designed to work with liner-free labeling applications. The labels it produces are repositionable and can easily be removed and reapplied with no residue left behind. Liner-free labels are ideal for restaurant kitchens and takeout preparation as they can improve order accuracy up to 99%. And as an added bonus, the printer features a taken sensor, enabling it to hold print jobs until the first one is taken. Say goodbye to missed or inaccurate orders. Create sticky customers with the TSP 654-2SK printer. Learn more today at starmigronics.com. So Ben, tell me about how this model, um, you know, the Admi business model compares to some of the other online ordering platforms on the market today and what differentiates Admi from those other platforms. Sure. Well, we just talked about how our, um, you know, our business model is different with um, the no, um, no monthly fees and whatnot. Um, and that's also I'd like to point out for unlimited terminals. Uh, there's a, a, a lot of times with the business model of the, the monthly fee, monthly subscription um, SaaS model, you pay per terminal. Mm -hmm. So you want to add another one and you're going to pay some more. You want to add another one and you pay some more. Well, uh, once again, if you think about our business model, we want you to have as many terminals as you can get. If, if you add 20 terminals and you got that much more sales, we're all going to do better. So mm -hmm. um, once again, it's, it's good. Instead of having to police people and see how many terminals they're using all the time, and then, uh, you know, in, in, this time we're going to encourage that. Um, and so um, what all, another unique thing about us is that we also don't charge extra for a lot of features um, that we do offer, um, such as like the loyalty program, you know, uh, time cards, uh, our online store, email marketing platform, gift cards. All this comes comes along with um, with the software. And so uh, it's just another thing where you, you can try stuff for free. You don't have to pay for it and you can just see how it works for you. And then uh, hopefully it improves your sales. Uh, we also provide um, kind of new revenue streams for some people. Uh, so we have systems set up uh, with food halls, office buildings, uh, hotels, uh, different ways to get new customers that weren't previously being used. So we try to look for, for new ways to get more customers for, for our clients. Cool. Tell me more about those food halls, the office buildings, that kind of environment, um, because I think they're they're really becoming popular. Um, maybe not, not so much the office buildings anymore, but mm -hmm. you've probably heard, you know, the term ghost kitchens and yes, um, ghost kitchens, too. You know, exactly. how that's really growing. So tell me about how you guys are working in that space. Right. Well, boy, there's a lot to a lot to talk about there. Um, as far as like ghost kitchens and all it goes, um, we, our systems is really good for that. Um, it seems to be um, a good model. The food food halls. One one thing that we do for them, I can talk about is we have a way for them to uh, provide service for 
for each individual uh, um, merchant at the food hall, but and then also a way to have uh, so people could order from each one on one order. So if there's ten different uh, you know, uh, merchants there, you can order maybe a sandwich over here, maybe some tacos over here and all that and put on one order. So these are the kind of things we have in place. Not everybody uses that, um, but that's just one of the many things that we provide uh, for food halls. Uh, of course, you got the QR codes on the table. So the people are able to just, you know, order from all the different uh, vendors and then have the, either have the food brought to their table or uh, once again, get the text when it's ready and they can go up to the counter. So it, it just clears up a lot of the congestion in the lines uh, in a food hall and makes it a much better experience for the people that are visiting. Absolutely. I know food halls were really trending um, prior to the pandemic, and I think they're going to take off again once, you know, we return to that normalcy. And my number one qualm with visiting food halls, even though I love the idea of it, I love food, I love being able to try different things, is that you do have to place a separate order at everyone. So that solves a huge issue um, for something that's, I think, really going to take off in the future. Yes. And, you know, things like, you know, I mentioned office buildings, um, schools, all these different types of things, uh, even the, uh, some other industries. What we're really doing with that is more um, of providing a way for people to put in um, put in orders uh, that are scheduled. And then um, there, any of the restaurants that are involved with this are able, maybe they, maybe it's a pizza place, they see an order for a certain office building comes in at for 1 p.m. And mm -hmm. then you have like maybe five, six people put in a group order. And then that piece of place doesn't have to keep running multiple orders in the same place. They can just have one scheduled order and bring it over there and everybody eats lunch at the same time. So yeah. uh, these are the kind of things, we're just kind of trying to create these things out of thin air um, and provide more revenue streams for our clients. Right, and as we talked about before, it helps alleviate the you know crowd of people that are in that pizza place right at 12 o'clock when lunch hits um, and you know trying to get all their orders at one time. So it happens, everybody gets it at the same time. <laughs> yep. So we've talked a lot about restaurant, food service, hospitality. Um, what other markets can Admi be used for? I know you mentioned when you guys kind of started out in the event space, um, you were looking at like selling merchandise and more, more of a retail type of application. So do you guys work in that vertical or any other verticals right now? Right. So uh, we definitely started out uh, promoting online ordering and curbside ordering and all that as soon as the pandemic uh, came around when we were really um, starting to move on this. Um, now we have a full point of sale for iPad. Uh, it's mainly for quick serve type businesses. Um, and then, you know, we've got features for, you know, pizza places. We've got uh, pre-auth tabs for brew pubs and bars, um, table layout mode for people that want to do that and bring, bring the food to the tables. I, we mentioned food halls and some of this other stuff. Uh, we're still doing the events and uh, we have a membership program that we're tying into for some kind of places like country clubs and places that have memberships where they might have a member discount or member tabs. Mm -hmm. uh, we have that, that that we're working on as well. So um, yeah, there, there's many different um, different verticals that, that we're trying to hit. I would say, um, yeah, at this point right now, mostly for uh, le less for the um, uh, full service dining, uh, and more for the fast, casual, and quick serve. Got it. So going back to restaurant and hospitality, you know, we we talked about how during the pandemic, even now, almost any restaurant that you walk into, you know, there's probably a QR menu option. A lot of places, I don't know if you're experiencing it, um, but I'm starting to experience places are starting to revert back to paper menus, and 
I think there's a huge debate on what the preference is. Um, you know, for for people like us, we might think, oh, the QR code is convenient for the menu, but you know, it feels a little awkward staring at your phone when someone's trying to take your order. Um, so why do you think that we are kind of going back to the old ways, steering, you know, backtracking from the technology? And what do you think the overall preference is? Mm -hmm. Right. Well, there's no question. You know, some people will will always prefer uh, an actual menu. Uh, they're they're in the they're in the restaurant and they they want the experience. They want to hold the menu and they want to, yeah. Um, however, um, obviously with QR code based menus, um, you're able to show things that are sold out, uh, show your specials if there's price increases, new items. You don't need to reprint all your menus for this. Um, it'll be updated in real time. Like if you if you have a special of the day, uh, you can include that for Tuesday special, and then when it's sold out, you can display it as sold out. So um, it'll it'll take care of a lot of that. Um, there's there's certainly you know a hard copy menu is fine if people want that. Mm -hmm. We're not against it. We're just trying to provide uh, good options and good solutions. And we yeah. we believe QR codes here to stay. Definitely. I think so too. You make a great point with the kind of live updates of inventory. There's nothing more frustrating than, you know, sitting there and spending 10 minutes and you finally decide what you want to eat. And they're like, oh, we don't have that. Um, or so you know, kids and you got to ask them all over again. Yeah. yeah or ask, asking the server to repeat the specials, you know, yeah. five different yeah. times. So I definitely think QR codes do have a permanent space um, in that restaurant, but you know, they're, they're, is still that kind of resistance to change that we're experiencing. Um, so, I mean, how do you kind of see this trend evolving into the future? Uh, well, it does seem like um, that, you know, QR code ordering is going to increase. Uh, people are definitely more comfortable with the process and um, it's it's becoming easier for people to, to do this in the second nature. Um, there's many benefits, like we've already discussed. Um, one thing I, that I see, it's still, it's still taking place now, is uh, a lot of businesses are still short-staffed. Mm -hmm. um, and um, it's hard to believe for me, but, but it's true. I see it all the time. And so um, what we see with the self-serve ordering with QR codes is that, um, uh, is that most businesses that are using that are getting more orders mm -hmm. uh, than, they, than they used to and with the least amount of staff. So... Um, I, I definitely think that's that's a reason why um, you know uh, how QR codes will 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 stay with us is just because it's it's a good tool that that helps to make um, restaurants more efficient. Yeah, I definitely think it's helping restaurants to do more with less. Um, you know, do more kind of supplementing that labor shortage with the technology. And I'm sure there's you know I don't know if you guys have any data on it, but a correlation in the actual total ticket amount too. Um, so, you know, we've seen in self-ordering kiosks at QSR places that it's proven to increase, you know, the total amount that people spend on their order. I imagine that would be the same way in a restaurant. You know, for example, if you're ready for another drink, but the server hasn't gotten over to you and then you're done with your meal by the time they get there, you're not going to order another one. But if you can just go on your phone with the QR code and order that other drink, you know, it's definitely going to drive up that total ticket price. You bet. Uh, that is so true. And we actually have a, a, a particular customer that said, they, they told me uh, they're running a food truck. So they've got a brick and mortar mm -hmm. a restaurant, then they, then they bring their food truck out. Um, and what they said was um, that ever since they started using our system with only two people, they're able to drive um, 
you know, uh, so what they consider to be very high sales in, in only uh, two short hours with two people. And those people are getting higher tips because instead of having three people splitting less amount of orders and less tips, now they're, they're, they have two people that are splitting a higher amount of orders tips. So um, what, what the, the owner told me is he said their staff is never going to let them go back to any other system. <laughs> So Ben, shifting gears a little bit, um, tell me about Admi working with channel partners. Do you guys work with partners today? Uh, we do. We work with um, with a, a few different partners, and we're looking to to get more partners too. Um, we're just now starting to take our product uh, nationally and actually internationally. And so, you know, um, obviously we 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 look for people like resellers that uh, are in the you know the different cities that we're that we're looking to get into, and we like to have hands-on uh, help and assistance for some of these people. Uh, you know, some of our products are easy to set up and do yourself. We can do it remotely. There's other times when it's good to have somebody there. Uh, so we look for those kind of partners, uh, even people that do software, uh, people that we can tie our our programming to that, that you know they might offer other features that we don't have. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, hardware partners, obviously, uh, you know, you guys and there's there's um, there's other hardware we're going to be needing coming up. I know somebody already requested a scale and there's other things that, that come up as time goes on. We're going to need that. Probably some some more printers we can talk about for events um, yeah. and maybe even payment integration and, and right down to IT services uh, and even possibly web design where somebody might embed our menus uh, into their uh, to their web uh, design. That's awesome. Well, I imagine, um, or hopefully we have some resellers listening to this episode. Do you guys offer some sort of reseller or partner program? We sure do. And one thing I can say about that is we we realize that the, the resellers are at the core of our business model. We we know that we are going to depend on resellers and that we, um, we treat them as part of our team. And so... Um, one thing that we've heard back from the people we're working with so far, we only have uh, you know like a dozen resellers right now, but we're looking to really expand that. Um, one thing that's really good is our business model allows us, since we're transaction based, uh, some of these guys are finding out that um, a typical customer that used to spend maybe $49 a month, or maybe they had two, three terminals for 150 a month, um, we're seeing now that like our own profit coming in from those is like double or triple what we used to make off the subscription model. What that means is our reseller is going to do well too. They're going to make a lot more money off each customer. So not only um, do we do we treat them well um, there with you know kind of the um, the monthly income, but um, we're actually offering stock in our company right now for uh, new resellers that we bring in now. Ones that are uh, that are successful and bring in a lot of clients for us. Um, we we are negotiating, uh, giving some stock options. We want these guys to know that we're in it for the long haul, and we want them to come with us. That's amazing. Well, attention bars, if you have not been talking to Admi already, make sure you guys reach out. Um, and lastly, Ben, just to wrap things up, what is it that makes Admi a rising star and what rising trends do you see in the hospitality market today? A rising star. All right. I don't know if we would ever call ourselves that, but boy, that's pretty cool to hear. And it's cool if it's true. Um, I, one, what I can say is our passion is, um, is innovation and helping people. We're, we're always trying to, you know, to find new solutions, like new revenue streams, how to make things more efficient. Um, we're always constantly doing that. It, it's what makes, makes the world go around for us. And I can say that, you know, pretty much we come to the office every day. Um, and that's our mission to improve our products and help business owners and staff be more successful mm-hmm. and to have their customers have a better experience as well. So, I mean, um, 
that's that's a that's a path that's a journey that really has uh, no ending, um, but it's inspiring and rewarding every day. Absolutely. Well, I'm very excited to see where the journey takes you guys, and you know, we're happy to be a partner of Admi. Um, ben, for anyone that is listening that might want to connect with you further or learn more about Admi, where can they find you? Mm, where can they find me? Yes. <laughs> or your team, um, a sales email, LinkedIn, whatever is the best oh, way yeah. to connect with your team. We have all that stuff. I would say um, do a search, uh, A-D-D-M-I. Uh, you'll find our website. Uh, we have info at admi.com. You can send something there. Uh, you can even send something to me directly if you had a, uh, if you had a question and you wanted to uh, talk to, uh, to me. Uh, I'm ben at admi.com. Awesome. Well, we'll make sure to include the website link in the show notes. And for Star Micronics, you guys can find us on LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or YouTube, or you can visit us at starmicronics.com. Thanks, Ben. Yeah. Oh, by the way, please do reach out to me. I, I really like talking to people, as you can probably tell. <laughs> awesome. Thank you. Thanks.